to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello and thanks for joining us for another Flying Solo Podcast. I'm Robert Gerrish and this episode is part of a special series called Home Truths. Make working from home really work. It's brought to you by New South Wales Small Business Month and New South Wales Government Initiative. In this five-part series, accompanied by two webinars, inspiring business owners share their tips and ideas on starting, running and growing a home-based business. New South Wales Small Business Month is a celebration of small businesses with hundreds of events across the state throughout October. It's all about giving you the practical business information and support to start, run or grow your business. To find out more, just head to businessmonth.nsw.gov.au. Now, I'm delighted to be speaking with Steve Manning, who joins us from Port Macquarie on the New South Wales mid-north coast. Hello, Steve. Hi, Robert. Look, it's good to have you here. So I would like to, in the next uh, next little while, pull apart your kind of motivations, your reason for starting your own business, your reason for hightailing it up there to Port Macquarie. And um, yeah, let's just have a look at all of that. So you've been running your business up there now for six or eight years, I think. Is that about right? Yeah, um, uh, on my own freelance uh, writing since about 2009. And then um, my wife and three young boys moved up to Port Macquarie in 2012. Okay. Out of Sydney. All right. So let, firstly, let's have a look at what prompted you to start your own business. You were working, I know, in the kind of agency land. You're in the whole communication space as a writer. What was yep. it that uh, prompted you to start your own business? Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I, I really enjoyed working in agency land, but um, I guess I just I guess I wanted more control of what I was doing and um, uh, more flexibility. That was that was the main thing. So whilst I enjoyed working in the agency, I I wasn't in love with the nine to five type grind and and you know commuting to work and back every single day. So I um, I, I had a passion for writing and communication. So. Um, yeah, that, that was sort of the seed that, that sort of planted and went, hey, I, I wonder if I could do this freelance and on my own and okay. choose my own destiny, if you will. Yeah. And so how long, do you remember how long you were sort of plotting your, uh, your escape for? I mean, what, what period of time? Oh, I, uh, it's, it was probably a couple of years that I was like, okay, what am I doing? Where am I going? What's next? But I, I started writing freelance on the side whilst I was still working at the agency. So that was probably, uh, that was a, a good 18 months while I was building up more and more freelance work on the side. Um, and then it, it, it pretty much got to the point where I had to make a decision. I, I'd built up enough work and enough clients that, um, I got to that point where I, I really couldn't keep doing both um, and, and have a life outside of work. So okay. uh, I, I, got, I got to a tipping point and I had to make that decision. Yeah. Okay. So clearly it was a nice decision to have to make as well. So mm. the when you were working, uh, doing your freelance work, was that to an extent, was that you kind of testing 
am I good at this? Can I find clients? Does it work? Is it, was, was that a kind of proof of concept sort of action? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, it's always an unknown, isn't it? And you always have doubts whether, you know, whether you can do it and whether it's the right thing. So, yes, definitely. It was it was a testing process and slowly, slowly as, as more and more work came in, um, obviously you get more confident and, um, yeah, as I say, I got to the point where like, okay, well, <laughs> I think I can do this and um, let's, let's jump, let's do it. Okay, and so do you remember that feeling though, with you, with you know, with your wife, and and uh, I think your first child was was born around that time. So, yeah. do you do you remember that feeling when you go, okay, let's do this? I I do, yeah. I, my we had our first boy, and um, Lauren, my wife, was actually pregnant with our second son, uh, and we had a mortgage, and so it was. It was like, okay, wow, we're really going to do this. But I always remember Lauren said to me, you know, when we, we were really talking about it, she said, what's the worst case scenario? What, what's the worst thing that can happen? So we do it, you quit your job and we go freelance and it doesn't work for some reason or the work's not coming in. The very worst case scenario was that I have to get another job, you know. So once she sort of put it in that context and you stood back and you go, okay, well, I think the regret that I would feel not giving it a go would weigh more on me, you know, in years to come than, than giving it a go. Yeah, okay. Well, that, that's, that's, that's very good and clearly a very supportive wife, which is very nice yeah. to hear also. So to what extent um, did you uh, plan your business? Did you look at the this kind of the structure of your business? Was that, were, were you very organized with that or was it somewhat accidental? What's your recollection of that period? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a very organized person, I guess, but um, I think I'm. I think I'm lucky with with the actual nature of what I do, the writing and the communications. There's 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 not a lot of overheads as such. It's you know to put it simply, it's a laptop and internet connection and and my brain. So um, I consider myself pretty lucky in that regard that I'm not setting up a, a bricks and mortar store and and have all those other things to um to think about as well. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I did all the basic stuff, setting up a website and, and making, you know, contacts with uh, you know, people I knew and, um, you know, repeat business and referral. But um, in terms of, uh, yeah, I, I think I was just fairly organised and dived in and went, okay, let's, let's, <laughs> let's do go. This. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And look, and as you say, it's, um, it, it is a, a, a in, in compared to a number of businesses, it, it's a very straightforward business, but it's also one that, um, demands a lot of you. You know, you have to be kind of on your game every morning. You're writing copy and communication for people. So how do you find or what what do you do to make sure that at the start of each day you're there ready to go? You know, what kind of structures have you put in place that really assist your work? Um exercise is really important for me so most mornings I'll get up early and um, I'll either swim or, or walk or jog or something like that so that that's really important for me because then my day starts right and, and by the time um, you know breakfast comes and the, the getting the boys out the door for school and stuff like that I've, I've already been awake for you know whatever it is three or four hours so um, that's really really important um, 
I guess the other thing is when you when you actually sit down at at the computer, um, it's it's really easy to get, as we all know, distracted by the emails that have come in or you know, quick check on SMH online or something like that. So. Um, for me, a to-do list is really important. So I've got my to-do list sitting here, handwritten um, at the start of every day. So, and it's sort of divided into, um, I guess, current work, work that may be pending or, or with a client, and then the bottom list is sort of not so not such important work. So, uh, like anyone, I have that daily struggle of, oh, it's easier to start ticking off the not so important work, and rather than tackle the the main stuff, but um, yeah, I try to stick to that list as best I can. Okay, so look, I, I like the way that you 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 definitely set yourself up kind of for success each day, as it were. You you have your own time by the sounds of it before the the family comes away. You you do your exercise, you clear your mind, as you say. You then clear the house, get the, get the boys off <laughs> to school, and then you're yep. you're down there to work. Um, and with a very clear list of the things that you need to work on. So as you say, mm. you, you're a very organized person and clearly that uh, is, is very effective and supportive in, in the sort of business that you run. What about um, connection? You know, you're working uh, most of the time by yourself. Most of your clients I know uh, you deal with remotely. How do mm. you stay connected and is that an important thing for you? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I um, I enjoy working from home and on my own, obviously, but um, I, I really think it's important that you do stay connected, um, you know, just, just for your brain and that adult connection. So uh, there's probably two sides of that. One is I love going down to the local cafe and I know people there and say day, and that's nice. <laughs> and I'm actually talking to humans um, before I go back home and on my own. But um also, uh, I guess the second thing is I'm part of a, um, a copywriting communications network online um, through the Slack program. So um, we're always, you know, shooting little messages through or bouncing ideas off each other or even referring work onto each other. So that's a, even though it's online, um, you do feel a, a real connection to those people as well because you know that they're sitting at home as well. Um, you know, working by themselves, but it's a, it's quite a nice little community. Um, and then thirdly, uh, just with clients, um, you know, I do try and get down to Sydney as much as I can just to have that face-to-face because I think that's really important too. If, if you go too long without that sort of connection, I think, you you know, you can disappear into the ether. This is probably a good point to remind listeners that this series is brought to you by New South Wales Small Business Month a New South Wales government initiative. It's part of a month-long celebration of small businesses with hundreds of events across New South Wales throughout October to help you start, run and grow your business. To find out more, just head to businessmonth.nsw.gov.au. Okay, so look, that, that's a, a wonderful way that you've described there are ways that you, that you maintain connection. I also know that uh, a little way into your business, you decided to uh, work in partnership with another writer. Now, what was the, or again, what was your reason for that? And how does that uh, kind of change or how did that change your business and perhaps the way you see the future of your business? 
Yeah, I, I think that was a really, really important time and then and sort of a defining moment in, in my freelance career, I guess, because I think it, it just felt like I wasn't alone. I, there was another partner, another writing partner there with me and, um, you know, so that the ability just to bounce ideas off each other or work on certain projects together was great. It, it felt, because I, you know, enjoy working with people, so it sort of felt like, that mini agency again, but I still had total flexibility and control over what I was doing. Um, but also, too, it, it meant that, you know, when we were trying to get new clients, it meant that we could actually present a, a united front, um, the two of us, and say, listen, we're a couple of experienced copywriters, um, you know, that you can engage us for the, for the work. And, and I think that sort of that added a little bit more professionalism as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a really, really good thing that I did. Yeah. Okay. And, and, again, I like the way that you've, uh, you know, I know that your your business partner is is many hundreds of kilometers away from you. So, mm. again, you, 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 you communicate regularly. I know you, you know, you uh, meet up occasionally and you yeah. have a very common purpose there. So, how do you, Steve, you know, the, you've been running your business for a while your boys are, you know, growing up. They'd be moving through their sort of phases uh, in their sort of education cycle. How yeah. do you see the future for you? What do you envisage? How may your business grow and evolve, do you think? Um, I think um, growth will come. And, and I, you know, I'm really open to this as well. And I think through working with, other people so you know obviously I have a have a business partner at the moment but I, I'm really not adverse to taking on someone else or you know another couple of people because I think that will be good too then bringing their ideas and work experience to it as well so I kind of if I look to the future say the next five years or so um, more collaboration with those types of people really sort of excites me and I think will be good for me as well um, and that doesn't mean moving to an office somewhere and sitting there working agency style. It just means um, still working from home and remotely, but having more solid connections with two, three, four, you know, who knows. Yeah, you know, that, how nice that you can, you know, talk very sort of casually, if you like, about the potential. You know, it doesn't strike me that you're, you're not sitting here thinking, oh, I actually don't know what I'm going to do in the future. The truth is, you know, because you're sort of there in the business, that there are opportunities there. And I guess that by the sounds of it, you know, your, your kind of challenge is to determine what you go for and what you don't. You know, so mm. it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. So um, now with three boys under five, um, I imagine ooh, around about four o'clock in the afternoon gets a bit hectic. How do you how do you kind of cope there? Do you have boundaries or, you know, what, what sort of structure do you follow in that side of things? Yeah, I mean, it, it was hard initially because when we did move up to the mid-north coast, they, they were... Um, I think, yeah, the three of them under five. So um, I actually, uh, you know, Lauren was on maternity leave, uh, you know, when we were still up here. So I actually did go to a, a separate working space a couple of days a week um, and really, really worked and put my head down. Um, I think I needed that because, um, yeah, with a full house of young kids running around, it's just, it is too hard. Um, but now all three of them are at school. So 
it's it's funny. I I guess I look at my days between nine and three. So ship them off to school, get all that done, and then I know I've got you know that period to get everything done, or well, not everything done, but I, I really need to get my head down, particularly if I'm really busy, because I know come three o'clock it all shuts down again. Um, I really try not to do anything between the hours of say three and seven because I'm at sport with the boys and getting dinner ready and, and doing all that sort of stuff. So um, it's, yeah, I, I rarely do stuff in that period. If I'm really busy, then I'll come back to it after, you know, seven, for example, once they're all settled and, you know, in bed and getting ready for bed. So, um, yeah, I, I just love that flexibility that I've got that nine to three. That's that's my work day in inverted commas. But then I know I've got, you know, flexibility to come back to it later in the evening if I need to. Yeah, that's great. That's terrific. And it's, you know, good to hear you talking in such a way that um that you know you're you're really enjoying the flexibility. You don't feel pressured by the fact that your day kind of finishes early because you've very much designed uh your working week to to suit that. So fantastic. Yeah, I mean I- yeah, I, I just love the fact that I can take my boys to swimming or soccer training or whatever it is because that's that's how, yeah, as you say, I've designed this lifestyle, you know. I, I wouldn't change it, you know. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. Well, look, Steve Manning, I know you are a busy guy and I really thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to the Flying Solo community. So thank you so much for joining us and uh, good luck with your future growth and we'll look forward to talking to you again sometime. Thank you very much. Thank you. Before we leave you, thanks so much for joining us in this episode of the special five-part Home Truths series brought to you by New South Wales Small Business Month, a New South Wales government initiative. To listen to the other episodes and catch our webinars, head to flyingsolo.com.au forward slash small business month. New South Wales Small Business Month is a celebration of small businesses with hundreds of events across New South Wales throughout October. It's all about giving you the practical business information and support to start, run or grow your business. To find out more, just head to businessmonth.nsw.gov.au. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything you know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 